Hello again and you're very welcome back to the Women's Rugby Pod with me, Johnny Hammond, and the sun-tanned World Cup winning centre, Rachel Burford. That's right, Johnny. I'm back from Dubai, nicely refreshed, but I'm having to get used to the miserable December weather again. Oh, poor you. Yeah, my heart is absolutely beating. (laughs) Dubai one weekend, Cape Town the next. Um, Anyway, we've got plenty on the uh, WRP to warm your cockles. I'm pleased to hear it, Johnny. I mean, for one thing, I'll be telling you about the great time I did have in the desert last weekend where we saw New Zealand lift the trophy again as Dubai champions. And the big game back home is this weekend. It's the top of the table clash in the Tyrrells Premier 15s at the Stoop as the league-leading Quins take on the other unbeaten side, Hat Saracens. It's going to be epic. This game always is. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what my boss, Gary Street, and also what head coach of Saracen, Alex Ustbury, has to say about the game and the season so far. Yes, as always, we'll get to grips with all the latest news in the Tyrrells Premier 15s and the rest of the news around the world. So then, Berth, back from your travels, a bit of a snivel. Um, but how was the desert? It's bonkers over there, isn't it? Yeah, Dubai is literally one of my favourite places to go to. It's just it's just mental. You, there's a, a huge stadium in the middle of the desert and they, there's so much going on around the stands. There's netball going on. There's obviously the sevens going on, but there's all the invitational. There's the club side. There's under 15s. There's under 18s. It's literally, it's bonkers. And for three days solid, it is the best place to be in the world. Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no. Don't you worry. No, no. Been there. Called the final a few years back. Not uh, not been back since. Uh, but yeah, I remember the bus trips from the hotel from, from town out to the stadium. And you, you, you'd be travelling along with the bus, and then all of a sudden there's a camel race going alongside alongside the road, <laughs> yeah. and that's just that's totally normal. Yeah, it's the norm out there. And if you haven't witnessed a camel race, then you've not lived Dubai. So on the field then, um, the, 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 the main pitch, who who impressed? Do you, I mean, do you, do you get to see much? You're obviously working out there and what have you. Do you, do you get to see much of the sevens, or is it more of a, more of a feel of the weekend? Um, well... The area that I was in with Cat Gemini, they obviously have the, they have screens up in there so you can see the majority of the games, but you're kind of in and out, moving around. But I did get to watch quite a few of the women's games. Um, again, it's kind of the top four were the teams that have always been there or thereabouts. So Canada, USA, Australia, New Zealand. France looks hot to trot, but they kind of, I just, I, could, I knew this was going to happen. They beat New Zealand and they played superbly against them. But you know when you just get that sense that they've just peaked a bit too soon? Like, that was their best effort. And then they came out and lost in the quarters the next day. But So France are always looking good, but they just can't kind of keep that momentum um, going through. And then you look at the top four, as I just mentioned, there's still such a big gap between them and the other teams that it's quite frightening to see how other teams are going to catch up with them. And New Zealand deserved winners? Um, yeah, I think in the final they played they played really well in terms of they stuck in the game. Canada just came out absolutely firing and kind of didn't allow, and it's exactly how France played against New Zealand. They didn't allow New Zealand to get a foothold in the game, started them on possession, defended really well. Anytime that New Zealand had the ball, literally took any time or space away from them. Because if you give any of those players on the New Zealand team an inch of space, they've got a step that can leave you to dead and then pace to finish things off. 
Um, and that's exactly what they did in the final. There was 15 seconds to go. Um, a loose ball came out, which I don't know what Canada were doing. And then ended up being a turnover from a penalty. Quick play, quick play, two passes, Gail Borton literally does her little goose step and she's gone in the corners, game over, final whistle blown, and then they take the victory. So Canada was so close to taking it, um, but as New Zealand do, they managed to stay in themselves, which when you speak to them, they have this great belief about them as individuals and as their team, um, to know that they have the ability to win games um, and then they show it with real class at the end. And one of their former players was out there as well with the uh, with a whistle in her mouth. How did uh, how did Miss Winnie Arthur get on? Yeah, it was good to see her out there. Um, you know, what? I thought she was she looked really strong out there in terms of like her decision making was really abrupt, was direct. Um, I think she generally got quite um, more respect because of where she's come from, her playing um, background and knowledge. Um, but there was a really nice little moment where. Um, one of the players broke through and like she was going off to score well away from all the other players and then who creeps up able to keep up with the pace line in line with the opposite player and they they put her on the big screen and so it's like the referee <laughs> managing to keep up with the player who's line breaking about to score and they just have a little bit of a giggle to each other i don't know what was said but it was clearly something along the line oh, i thought you were going to tackle me or something like that but um yeah that no, was great to see her excel out there Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. you, you think she was coming to defend you and tackle you, wouldn't you? No, no, it's just, just a referee, referee being yeah, able to, to keep now. up. That is, that is quite a rarity, isn't it? Uh, so, uh, yeah, great weekend. Of course, then uh, back to, oh, back to back, aren't they? So, so to, over to Cape Town next weekend, which is uh, why you're not around. But uh, let's bring things back domestically then. Uh, must just mention the varsity. Uh, 12th of December. Get down to, to, uh, to Twickenham and watch that. Men and women, back-to-back. Should be a great day seeing Oxford University and Cambridge and that famous old rivalry going head-to-head again. Very interesting weekend in the Tyrrells Premier 15s as well. Um, not sure how much you've seen or, or, or got across this, but you, we, first place we've got to go is first win of this season for Fearwood Waterloo. 20 points to yeah. 10 over Richmond. Yeah, and it was at home, wasn't it? So it'd be, it would have been a really epic day at the club for, for everybody involved. Um, look, this is what probably the one that we talked about last weekend quite a bit with Ellie Boatman, especially from Richmond, about how, you know, it's bottom of the table clash. Both teams are going to be wanting to come out and to, to take away a win. And Ellie spoke very highly about how the team were very looking at this game to go up there to and to, to win. So for them to come out on top, Flywood's, it's just it's good for them as a club to to get a win, um, but I would imagine that's a very disappointing changing room for Richmond. Yeah, I mean, it's off the back obviously of Worcester getting their first win a couple of weeks back as well. So you know it's good from a wider perspective for the league as well. Um, Bristol, let's let's go to the uh, the West Country derby. Kim Oliver's yeah. uh, troops took a bit of a hammering, twenty four fifty three over Gloucester Hartbury. Yeah, that's a that's a big scoreline against Bristol Bears, who have a, got a calibre of players. I know Sarah Byrne wasn't playing, so that would be a huge loss for them. Um, but look, I think 
lost to Hartbury, they've been slowly on the incline right from the start of the season and they've had players come back in. Um, and to me, that sounds like I haven't seen it, but it sounds like that was a really clinical performance that, you know, we've been saying has been a relatively strong Bristol Bears squad that's seems to have been taking a bit of a dip at the moment um, and they're struggling to get back on that um, the, that win and ways and also keeping score lines closer than, than what they put there. Uh, Loughborough Lightning put 50 points at yeah, fifty twenty six over Worcester Warriors. So Worcester not able to sort of back up their recent form. You say that, but you know, twenty six points scored against Loughborough is no easy. It's no easy doing. And also, you look at some of the results that other clubs have been putting on Worcester. You know, they're in the high seventies, eighties. So again, we're we're seeing improvement. Do we want to see a closer gap? Of course. Will the players be happy with that? No, of course they wouldn't be. But we are seeing improvement. And then we'll talk about it later. But you think about who they're going to be playing against next weekend. It's going to be a really big game for them. So I think they're on the right track. Saracens, 69-12 against DMP Sharks. Yeah, that's a probably expected scoreline. Um, Saracens have got everybody back now. So they're at full strength. And they play well at home. Um they do play really well down at Allianz, so I think that would have given them the extra boost. And I know at Darlington, they're you know they'll be happy to get on the scoreboard, but they won't be happy with the end result. How happy were Karen Friendly and Gary Street, your co-head coaches, after Harlequin's thirty-nine thirteen win over Wasps at Twyford Avenue? Yeah, I think they're. they're they're definitely pleased with that win. To come away with a bonus point against Wasp was probably something that, you know, for us as a team, we, we want to try and achieve. But knowing the, the threats and also Wasps always disrupt us. They always find a way to disrupt, disrupt what we do. Um, so you'd never kind of expect definitely to get a bonus point against them. So for us to go away from home, to play all the way to 80 minutes. And I think probably... The biggest thing that they're pleased with was there was a big spell where it would have been really easy to let Wasps in in the final um, stages of the game and let them score. Because we went through a number of phases and being really clinical, being really strong about defence, being really disciplined, which are the, the mixture of things that we're going to have to get right against Saracens this weekend. So I think all in all, they'll be pleased, but there's always things to work on. Um, I would would expect Giselle is probably rather disappointed because the start of the game, you know, was very much in it. They were good, weren't they? Yes, yeah. first forty, they were good. Exactly. Um, so, and I guess that's somewhere like that we struggled with last year in terms of staying on it for eighty minutes, and we've had to learn some really tough lessons when we haven't. Um, so yeah, I think you know that camp will be very disappointed, but. Um, from our side of things, Harlequins, we're, we're really pleased and it gives us great confidence going into this weekend. Yeah, well, let's uh, get the thoughts now from inside the camp. Now to introduce this week's first special guest, a man whose name is synonymous with the women's game and holds the greatest accolade in rugby, World Cup winning coach of 2014. But this Saturday, his Harlequin team hosts Saracens after eight rounds of the Tyrrells Premier 15s. Quinns have picked up the maximum five points in every game. While hot on their heels are Saracens side who are just a single match point behind them. Something has got to give at the stoop. It is a huge WRP welcome to Harlequin's co-head coach, Gary Street. Gary, how are we? 
I'm very well, Johnny, and I'm really good to speak to you. Great, sir. Well, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. It was obviously a, a pressured week. C- can you? Is there a sense around the camp this week, sort of a, around training, that things are a little bit more focused with uh, with Saracens at the weekend? Um, maybe a touch, but tried not to really. I, I think it's it's about playing the game, playing what um, how we've played so far uh, this week, and not getting too too hungry about the fact that Saracens. It, it will be an edge um, mainly because it's at the stoop as well, which is. Such a great play for us to play. You know, we're expecting a big crowd in, and, and I think it's going to be a going to be a, a massive game for both sides. Is that is that your way of approaching it, then, Gary? It's more about doing the the, the Stoop record proud, doing the fans proud, rather than coming against you know, the team that you've that you've met in the last two finals. Yeah, I think so. We, um, you know, we've, we've worked really hard at, at moving our game on this season. We'll analyse those as we do the opposition each week. So obviously they've got some some threats that we look at, but we we won't make too much of a song dance about Saros. It's it's a it's a long season. Um, it's a really important game, but there's, it's just the the turnaround for the for the second half of the season, and that's as important as, as this game on Saturday. In terms of the stats and what have you, uh, and, and the facts and the figures, you couldn't have had a better start to the season. Where where do you and Karen Finley, your, your other co head coach, where exactly do you think you are at the moment? Well, I think we're ahead with the play group. We've, we've, um, we're fortunate with some some really good signings over the summer, so we've, we've strengthened the squad. Um, but we've been really excited the fact of how the players have really grasped um, bringing game plans to us, really getting involved in, in how we're going to play, how we're going to train. I've read WhatsApp messages all morning from a lot of the on field leaders who are talking about tonight's training and Thursdays and what we're doing during the days um, so that that's probably the biggest step we've made really the on-field play group really driving a lot of our decisions during the games and I think it's given us definitely a bit of composure we was played really well in the first half against us on on Saturday at half time the, the leadership group were, were very strong in what we needed to change for the second half and he brought around a, a much improved performance so that's probably where we were better than last year okay, You talk about that leadership group there if you're not not giving too much away, um, personally I know because I've seen you guys train plenty of times. But 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 for those listeners who don't know, who's in that leadership group? What, what exactly do they do Monday to Friday and then come Saturday? Um, so they'll look at they'll look in probably even more detail um, at the game during the week. So there's people as Abby Scott, Rachel Burford, Emily Scott, uh, Leanne Riley, uh, Fee Fletcher, Jay Conkel, um, um any green there's quite a few now what they do they just they, they work a lot on our attacking policy our defensive policy um, and then specifically how we, we want to play against Saracen so we'll, we'll chat off field as well as, as on field with that group we'll spend some time with them and um, they'll have some wife scenarios to go to they'll have how we how we might want to change the game and um, we do so we're trying to do more in the moment rather than waiting for half times or Post game reviews to go. What, what should we have done? We're trying to say, right, next five minutes. What, what's that look like? What's the last five minutes told us? And and that's been a real real strength. It was. Um, it really came into play where we'd had a really good start to the season. We hadn't been behind, and then we're suddenly ten minutes into the Loughborough game, we're seventeen nil down. Um, but it was really calm. It was really calm on the pitch. It was really calm at half time about what we're going to change. And, and again, the on field leaders changed changed how we approached it and we've come away with a couple of good wins and, and changes in our behaviour so uh, that, that's the biggest difference I think So looking back at the, the, the previous uh, previous games so far this season I, mean, I was commentating up at Loughborough and it, and it was a, a decent comeback has that been for you the most impressive performance from your squad so far? 
Um, yeah, I just think the way that they've handled themselves, I mean, to, to get a bonus point win in, in every game so far is probably testament that they're managing during the game better and, and sort of not just going through the motions about how we can continue to improve. The depth of our squad helps as well. You know, the, uh, the, um, the game changers or uh, our benches, um, we're really strong with, with players that come on and our, our last 20 minutes was generally as strong as our, our first 20. So, um, yeah, de- depth and ability and definitely depth in our thinking. If, if we were dissecting the, the, the game Saturday, Gary, where for you and I, I'm, I don't want a, a nice high elbow straight back, straight back at the bowler kind of answer, matey. <laughs> uh, um, where are the key battlegrounds this weekend? Was um, it the same old, same old? Back row will be massive. Um, there's going to be six outstanding world class back rows against each other, um, and that that will be um, that'll be a real test. And then and then um, yeah, it's backline against backline. There's pace in, in both sides out wide, and so I think people will win the contest, the breakdown, and I want to. Uh, win the contest on on ball into space and and using using the ability that that both sides have got abundance and then yeah I think it's going to be a hell of a game for people who, if people haven't seen sort of top class women's rugby um, the atmosphere at the state will be amazing it's an f- amazing family atmosphere um, as well it, it feels a bit different um, but it's a great game I, I suggest people get down and have a look close up. Now I didn't realise your, your your job involved sales as well that's an unbelievable <laughs> pit. <laughs> Well, I mean, just to go, go, go back to the Wasp game, your, your scrum got some, some, some real go forward, uh, especially yep. on their ball. Saracen's kind of week before, a little bit uh, shaking that area against, uh, against Wasp. They, they've certainly got parity. Is that, is that an area of your attack? I think it always is. You know, our, 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 uh, with Karen Finley uh, at the hand, we're never going to have a scrum that goes backwards particularly. Um, <laughs> and the girls work really hard on it. Um, they wouldn't dare. Know, <laughs> I think it's fear really that forward about thinking if they come off and if we lost the scrum. But no, it's been a it's been a weapon for us. It'll be important set piece will be massive again the weekend. We've been really pleased with, with our set piece this season and and um everything starts starts with that really so yeah, it's a, that'll be something we'll be able to look at. So we've got we've got some, some some new listeners to to the WRP and let's hope we do. Who who, who should they be looking out for if they they come down to the stoop for the first time? Who what particular players? And I know you, you're not one for singling out players, but uh, but I'm asking and pressurising you to do so. But who, who, who should they be looking out for? Well, wow, that's that's an exciting player to possibly want to, to look forward to for the future. All of our players, Johnny. Um, <laughs> um, no, I think so, I think new players that have come to stoop this year have sort of lit, like, Chloe Rollins lit the. Uh, Lit the Premiership up um, coming from France last year. Scott and back, you know, our, our wingers in, in Heather Cowell and Jasper show excited on the ball. But um, there's a whole host really you could name our, our back line. I haven't even mentioned Rachel Burford there and Emily Scott. Um, and uh, and people new to the game, uh, Shauna Brands obviously is a ex uh, ex come off game uh, hammer thrower and has done everything: fire service, plumber, underwater deep sea diver, um, no tight head prop, and um, she's just so exciting to watch the way she plays the game with. With no fear and, and just sort of a, a freedom to do whatever she wants, really. I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't uh, attempt to drop goal at some stage, but um, I wouldn't be encouraging it myself. If only she was running for PM. Anyway, um, <laughs> Gary, just, just a couple of little final thoughts, if you don't mind. We, we, we can't get away from the fact that Saracens and Harlequins are the two dominant sides in the, in the Tills Premier 15. You've uh, contested the last two finals. How big a bearing does Saturday have on the end of season playoffs um, the playoff, I think it's important probably it would be nice to go 
top into Christmas, I think. But without doubt, that the playoffs will have a different feeling to them. That's where you know you need your side the strongest, and it, it'll be it'll be mark where we are. I think a little bit Saturday will it determine our season. No, I don't think so. I think that the last the, the, the playoffs themselves and, and the final will be a completely different matter, and, and how we approach that's going to be going to be key if, uh, if we're fortunate enough to get there. But so Saturday's important. Is it our season? No, not for me. Your energy from the, from the first time I met you to when I saw you a couple of weeks ago on, on the training field, your, your energy and thirst for the game is still exactly the same level, if not increased. Do you still absolutely love it? And what drives you to love it so much? Um, I think I, I've got such a respect for female players. I'm involved 27 years now in the women's game. And I still get so thrilled by the desire, their passion, most of them, you know, don't get paid. I know we've now got um, full-time professionals, but the vast majority of our players don't get paid. They they travel a long way to come to training. And, and when you see sort of young players coming through and people like sort of Lucy Packer, who's came down from Wales at 18 years old, and watch how she's developing and, and saw our other young players coming through the development squad, it's just still really exciting to see somebody getting better. And the fact that you've had a little part of it... Um, it still gives a thrill and you know, I still drive home on a Tuesday and Thursday night. We're fortunate enough to train during the day now with a lot of full-time players, but the, the sort of Thursday nights when you get home and you've seen somebody do something a little bit special and, and you know, pushing towards that first team, you, I don't think you ever ever lose that thrill as a coach. Oh, mate, it's, uh, well, we'll, we'll leave it there, but it, it's, it's great as ever to talk to you and, um, yeah, everyone at WRP really appreciates you, your time and uh, may the best team win on Saturday. Thank you. Let Rick be the winner. Yeah, indeed so. Great. We'll see you Saturday, Gary. Thanks ever so much, mate. Cheers, Johnny. I'm Abby Brown, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. So that's the Harlequins angle covered. What about their opponents this weekend? Well, Saracens warmed up for this, uh, this massive, epic game on Saturday with a, with a really big win. 69-12 over Darlington Moden Park Sharks last weekend. And the man in charge, that Saris team, a man who happened to win the title in his very first season in charge. It's a huge big welcome to Alex Austerbury. Thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate you joining the, the WRP. Where, where specifically, Alex, then, do you, do you have to, to get things right against Harlequins? It's, it's, the, it's having you know the ability to play for 80 minutes you, you can't switch off in games and we've been guilty of kind of little concentration lapses uh, little knockoffs or just areas where we've, we've not you know we've not fully competed for 80 minutes and if we don't do that against not just Harlequins but some of the you know the stronger teams in the, in the competition uh, it's going to bite you at some point um, so it really is that ability to play for 80 minutes and when under pressure how do we manage that you know instead of the penalty count getting high or yellow cards and, and conceding points how do we manage the ability to to get out of those troublesome areas without too much damage and that's something that we've certainly got to improve on and uh, no doubt that we'll be tested this weekend and if if we come through those well I'm sure we'll be in a good position for the game. You talk about getting ourselves out, out of situations I spoke to, to, to Gary Gary Street earlier on, uh, obviously you two going head to head this weekend. He was talking about his his group of, of leaders and how important they are to him. You obviously have a similar kind of group of leaders. Who who would those be in your side? I mean, you can't look any uh, any further than, than Lottie Clapp, who's you know I think she'll be making a fiftieth appearance as wow. captain for the club yeah. at the weekend. Uh, she's she's key in just kind of the emotional kind of uh, maturity and calmness of the group, and then you've got the experience of the likes of McKenna. 
Poppy Khalil, Rugby Brain, and, and obviously the, the the old head on on Sonic's shoulders. Uh, that those players are key in just making sure that we we get through those those key areas and key times in the game. Um, you know, in a sensible manner. Sometimes it, you do have to be a little bit more conservative. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the they're the key people in there, kind of our decision making in terms of you know when to when to ride out the storm or when to put the foot down and, and really go for things there. Yeah. Oh, there's there's one one league point between you. Uh, you both say uh, unbeaten. Something has to give the soup, or perhaps it's a draw. Who knows? Um, I wonder what the odds are for that. Anyway, uh, what uh, you've obviously done your analysis on Harlequin. I obviously don't want to open up your, your coaching manual and give all the secrets away but where have you identified that Harlequins are, are the strongest? I think it, it doesn't take a, a genius to, to you know look at their their tight game and their set piece I mean that's that's kind of the, the DNA of, of that side and, and of the coaches for the, for the last few years um, so yeah it, that, that's an area where we've, we've got to make sure we, you know, at least gain parity at set piece, and then we've just got to win collisions. Like rugby is not a difficult game if you, mm-hmm. if you get momentum, you keep winning the, the game line battle, then you're going to be in a fairly decent place, uh, and that's where you know we've got to fight fire with fire this weekend and make sure that in those key areas, you know, we stake our flag in the ground and kind of don't take a backward step, really. So how 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 big how seismic is that back row battle going to be come Saturday? Oh, that's just brilliant, isn't it? You're looking at that. It's full of quality. It's full of, of players that can game change in, in moments, and I think that is that is an exciting one. I think hopefully, uh, you know, the quality of our back row will, will shine through. But it'll be certainly it certainly will be tested. So yeah, I think it will be a, a very a very big battle, some huge collisions, and like I say I think that will go a long way to to deciding which team comes out successful at the weekend. Alex, we're December. There's, there's no trophies given out at Christmas time. Uh, you have beaten Harlequins in the last two finals, but in the league season it's been one one apiece at home. So, just what's the psychological bearing? Thinking that we all think that you two are going to be there or thereabouts come final time again. What's, what's the psychological bearing of Saturday's game? Or does it not have any? Uh, I think I think you can almost read too much into to, to the game and how it, you know it offsets for the entire season. Like I said last year, it was one apiece. Uh, going into a final, I think almost it is a fresh start. It is you know the, the, the team that wins this weekend, you know, gets the momentum for the next time we meet. Um, but ultimately, I think as the, as the season showed last year and as it's done previously, it doesn't define the season uh, for either team or or any team really. It defines this, what defines the season is the team that learns more and develops more from from the, the you know the, the league fixtures going into the ones where it is kind of one and done where the real pressure's on so yeah obviously we don't we want to be leaving that game with a huge momentum with a successful uh, and full performance but ultimately I don't think it will have a you know a defining impact on the season for us uh, if it doesn't go the way that we hope it does I think we were talking about the men's game and guys shooting off after games and that kind of stuff now what you two two squads two teams who Obviously, you have a, a tremendous rivalry on the field. What 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 happens post match? Sure, our listeners would like to know. Do you sit down and have a beer with Gary uh, Street and Karen Finley and exchange ideas and exchange to the blows uh, as the game was played out, or, or or do we get straight back on the bus and away you go? Yeah, no. To, um, to be fair, there's, a, there's immense respect between uh, both coaching groups, and actually, uh, I'm on a coaching course with Karen at the moment, so we, we see each other more regularly um, than than we, we would necessarily. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, 
we, we share some words, but sometimes, you know, after the heat of the battle, it's not where you, you know, you get down to the deepest of conversations. But certainly, we, we, we do have conversations and we, we talk about how we can, you know, drive the game forward. And I'm sure we, they will have their reflections on how the game goes Saturday, things that went in their favour, things that didn't, and, and vice versa. But, you yeah, know, there's, there's a real hearty respect there. And ultimately, yeah, that, that's what makes rugby great. Is it's not a case of you, you don't speak to, to your opposition, you know. Uh, it's time of more. I mean, you do share ideas, you do talk with them, and certainly after the games, you, you do have a, a degree of conversation that is respectful. And, and you know, um, and then, yeah, it, it, it is. I say it is part of the game, so it's it's something that happens, and I think something that should be celebrated about the game. Doesn't necessarily mean we always agree with each other, but there's certainly the conversations will be had, and there's, a, there's like I said, there's a, an immense amount of respect for what Gary, Karen, and the rest of the, the Quinns group do. And, and same with the players. The players probably uh, a little bit more social post game. Um, obviously, they they play they come together in a different shirt uh, like nine ten times a year. So, yeah, there's, there is a hearty respect there. But come 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 game day and the actual competition, you know, it will be the respect is shown by being ruthless, and then we we can have conversations after that. How much one upmanship have you and Karen been doing on your coaching course then this week? <laughs> yeah, no, no, not till, not till after Christmas we're back together. So yeah, straight up in January is our next uh, our next meeting for the course. Yeah, Alex, thank you so much for for joining us today on the WRP. Really appreciate your time and may rugby uh, and the best team be the winner on Saturday. Uh, indeed, hopefully that's us. Thank you very much. I'm Sarah Hunter, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. So great insight there from uh, the, both the coaches. He's really honest, isn't he, Alex? Really like the like the cut of his jib, as it were. Uh, but from a player's perspective, but both coaches saying there that obviously you don't win the title in December. But if the season plays out as, as we all expect it to, and you know, I would I would put my enormous mortgage uh, on the fact that uh, you guys will certainly be in the playoffs, if not the final, again for a third year running. What what is the psychological bearing of, of Saturday's game for you as a player? Well, I think they're both right. Like it's not one now, and and that's certainly something that will be thrown around in the changing room, whichever does lose at the weekend. Um, but it could be a draw. It's, it, no draws, not allowed draws. We we'll do rock paper scissors if that happens. Um, Sorry, I'll stop being obtuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look. It means everything to all, both teams to win because it always gives you the confidence that, to beat them. You know, our history against them hasn't been very good. So for us, every time we play against them, we want to beat them because they are, you know, the best in, in the league, one of. And so we want to pip ourselves against that. We always raise our game when we play them. They always raise theirs. So we always have such a great game. Um but yeah, I think it, it's that psychological of one. Both teams want to get the edge over each other. Um, obviously, finishing the world the world finishing the year. Sorry, um, rounding up really well and be unbeaten. Neither of us want to give that up. Um, and yeah, and it and it can potentially have big you know implications come down the line when you draw those four teams to in the playoffs, you know, one plays four and two plays three and, and we've had to play the, the tougher of the sides the last um, few years. Um, so when you look at it like that, it is really important that, that we get off to a good start and we win this weekend and both teams will be thinking that. Any, any chat this week in and around training about last year's final? No, 
I think you, you focus on what's happening now. So how salaries are playing now. You know, we've evolved and changed a lot since then. So, and we've got so much more depth that there's there's no point looking back. We, we've done that. We've debriefed on that. We learned our lessons. Um, and now we're just focusing on the here and now, what we're going to do this weekend and how we're going to try and you know stop them from doing what they do very well at the weekend. So it's all about what's going on now and you just leave leave what happened whenever that was. I don't remember what month it was, May or April or May, and you just leave it back there. Okay, so you say you're looking at where they're strongest. Where are Southampton's strongest? Oh, Is there a weakness? Take a while. <laughs> All teams have cracks in them. You've just got to find where they are. Um, you know, they're, they're very similar to us in what they've got strength and, um, you know, across the whole park, from forwards to backs to set piece to open play. Um, they've got multiple threats. Um, and there's only so much focus you want to do on them. When we get things right, we have multiple options. Um, so that then allows us to play what's ever in front of us. Um, and that's why these games are so good. And um, like when you play the top of the table clash, the two toughest teams, there's only going to be a few opportunities to be taken. Um, so whichever team is able to put themselves in those positions and take those opportunities is then going to come out on top at the weekend because there'll be few and far between for, for both sides. Bearing in mind April, May, and I know you've parked it up and done your analysis and what have you, how important is that opening 10 minutes for you in the quarters? Really, really important because Saris are a team that are very good with momentum um, and we've been caught out on a number of occasions. You, you do look at the final. Um, we took 40 minutes to then to start playing and showing what we can do. Um the time that we did do that really well against them was away to them last year where we were up 29-13 with, dare I say it, eight minutes to go or something. Um, and we started so strong and so well and we pushed that all the way through the game. And, it's, you know, like I just said about them, their momentum is a big thing for them. It's also a very big um, big thing for us at the Harlequins. Um, and if when we start well, we, like the whole team breathes confidence and allows us to play in the style and the way that we want to play. So if we start slow, then it's going to be a tough day. It is going to be a massive clash. But of course, not, not the only only clash of the weekend. It's being streamed, of course, on the uh, England Rugby Facebook page, YouTube channel as well, on the Tyrrells Premier 15s website. You can... Log on and watch that game as well. But uh, as I say, other fixtures, just, just rattle through them. Uh, quick little predictions from you, Berth. Richmond against Wasps. Yeah, look, I think Wasps will want to bounce back and Richmond are going to want to get back on some form and winning ways. I, I think they'll be so disappointed with last weekend, knowing that that was a game that they wanted to win and probably get a bonus point winning as well. Um, but I, I can't see Wasps not winning that game. Big clash down the bottom. Worcester against Waterloo. I'm going to call Worcester. I think that they're on the rise. They're improving all the time. And you can see the confidence that's, that's happening within that team. You know, Speaking to Lydia the other week, Thompson, who plays at Worcester, just talking about you know the, the belief that they've got in that side. And, and we obviously spoke to Yappy as well, and things are going to take time. But you're seeing that improvement happen. Um, yeah, and I, I just don't think that... 
Waterloo will be able to do what they did last weekend against Richmond. Well, you're going for the home team. What a brave prediction from your birth. <laughs> I'm going on the fourth <laughs> prediction, Johnny. Gloucester Hartbury are at home. Uh, up against Loughborough Lightning. Now that uh, is a is a brilliant clash as well. I'm finding this one quite tough to to call. I think it'll be interesting if Emily Scarrett's back for Loughborough because that'll make a big difference. Um, but as we've seen Gloucester, they've every week they've been improving, um, and Loughborough have been kind of a steady ship. They haven't been, like, outstanding. They haven't been poor. They've just kind of been a steady ship. And I just wonder if this might be their rocky moment um, against Gloucester. Ooh. A DMP, Ooh. A DMP Sharks against Bristol. Well, I reckon Darlington Mona Park are going to go after Bristol. Um, at the moment, Bristol are struggling. Um, there's obviously something not quite functioning within, within the camp. Um, so I think they're going to go after it. But when you look at player for player, Bristol should come out on top. They should come out on top. Uh, I must just say as well, the, the Bristol media department and, and we talk about sort of a club being integrated properly and, and the messages from Pat Lamb and, and, and the senior men's figures to, to the Bristol Bears women's team all over social media at the weekend. I just, I just think they approach it brilliantly well. So uh, a, a yeah. tip of the hat... Uh, WRP but tip of the hat to Bristol. Also, speaking to to Kim, like Pat works really closely with Kim, and and obviously Kim is is a young coach in this world in terms of you know running a, a Premiership side is no easy fit, but she works really closely with him and the other guys there. So it's it's not just kind of messages on social; it's it's deeper than that, and it is really good to see. And we want to kind of see this across the whole um, Premier 15s teams. I'm Kat Merchant. You're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Before we sign off this week, uh, we've got some competition winners to uh, announce Young Birth. Yes. How exciting. We're finally going to do it. Yeah, we can tell you that the Rice family and Worthing RFC Girls section are the winners of those pairs of tickets to Saturday's epic clash at the Stoop. So many congratulations to the Rice family and Worthing RFC Girls section. Yeah, congratulations to you guys. But we've also got our Bar Bars Sash competition. Can I get a drum roll, please? That's it. Sausage fingers. <laughs> got to work on that. Well, I'm delighted to announce that this is a man who is delighted in watching his daughter grow and develop, not just on the pitch, but also off it. So thank you for sharing your story, Mr. Richard Venn. Yes, congratulations to Richard and to his daughter. That was a, a nice little rugby story that came through on the Twitter account. And uh, a quick shout-out as well to uh, Eton Manor RFC in East London. They've just done a brilliant promotional video, uh, so do check that out on all the different socials. Yes, do check it out because it's brilliant. But also check out our Instagram and Twitter accounts at Pod Women's Rugby. And join me next time when we bring a replacement off the bench for you, Berth, as you continue your world travels. That's right, Johnny. Sorry about that, but I've got to head down to Cape Town. But my old mate, Mo Hunt, will be joining you on her WRP debut. Yeah, Mo and I will catch up with our special guest next week, Loughborough Scottish international Helen Nelson, to look back at that Gloucester Heartbreak game. And England's new back row star, Roe Marston, will be on the pod. And I'm hoping to catch World Rugby Sevens player of the year, Ruby Tui, and also look back at the varsity games between Cambridge and Oxford. 
Yeah, Mohan will be commentating on that one, so she'll have a good insight to that one. And of course, we'll reflect on that massive game between Harlequins and Saracens at the Stoop. But this week, it's our thanks to our very special guests, Alex Austerbury, Gary Street, our producer, Jez. And remember, whatever you're doing to support the women's game, wherever you are, keep it up. Until next time.